Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Joshua chapter 9. And today's title is going to be a phrase that really means a lot to me, and that is hurting people hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. It doesn't give people a, uh, an excuse to do bad things, but it does help you understand reasons for things. And we're going to uncover some people who deceive the Israelites. They do a bad thing. But when we look at this, we're going to see that they do a bad thing for what they perceived to be a good reason. Now, it doesn't give them the excuse, but it does help us understand. And in our own life, we realize that sometimes the worst people in your life are the most broken. And once again, it doesn't give them an excuse, but it does help us understand why they're that way. We're going to get into that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe this on the YouTubes. <laughs> make sure you're leaving us a comment. If you're listening to us on the podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. It really does help. And I'm noticing that out of all the people that are listening, we've only had about 14 people leave us a five-star review. So if you listen to this on the podcast, maybe you're not use the Apple podcast app. Or maybe you don't use Spotify. That's the other one where it is. If you wouldn't mind, I want you to pull up those apps and leave us that five-star review because it really does help us get into the search algorithms. So when people are looking up Bible reading, it will come up and they can join our community because, man, the more we dig, the more we find. And the more of us that do this, the more we can grow together. And that's where we can also go to the Bible breakdown discussion where there's some amazing people that are doing some different devotions. And I love it. It's one of my favorite things that we're doing in our community right now. So I'd love for you to go over to there, the Facebook group, and join that community as well. Now, let's get into this John chapter 9. And while you're getting your NLT Bible ready, your coffee ready, let me kind of bring us up to speed. And that is that the nation of Israel, you know, they, they won when they were fighting Jericho. They lost the first time that they fought against AI because it was sin in the camp. Well, they dealt with that. Then they went back and they destroyed AI. And I mean, they just, they just did a number on them. And now the problem is, is the nations are finding out about it, right? And these are the ones that they're fighting. They're fighting the nations that weren't willing to leave or weren't willing to join up with them, right? Like they weren't willing to get out of the way. These are the belligerent nations that God said, I want you to destroy all these nations because of all the things. And you can go back to Joshua chapter one to understand the theology behind why this is a just and holy war that is happening. But there is a nation that is about to do a bad thing to the Israelites, and it is a bad thing, and it's a bad reason, but it's a good reason from where they're coming from. And that makes me think about sometimes in my life when I have sometimes done what I thought was a good thing. You know, I thought that maybe I was protecting myself or I thought that I was, you know, doing a, maybe a bad thing, but for a good reason, only to see that it hurt other people. And they looked at it as, why would you be so bad? Why would you hurt people? And I started to realize, oh, well, I wasn't acting out of my best interest. I was acting out of my self-interest. I was hurting and because of that, I reached out and I hurt someone else. Maybe you've been in your life and someone has done a bad thing to you, a horrible, unforgivable, it would seem. And when you start to look at their life, you see, well, the reason why maybe they did the things that they did is because they came or still in a very broken place themselves. And that doesn't excuse what they did, but it does help you understand. Because one of the first things you have to do to a monster is realize that he's not a monster. <laughs> when you think of something as an undefeatable foe, that creates fear. 
But when you humanize something, you realize, oh, they're just as broken as I am. And because of that, I don't have to be afraid of them. That's why it's important to understand that hurting people hurt people. Let's read this together and kind of see what God's word will say to us as we go into this. Joshua chapter 9, verse 1 says this. Now all the kings west of the Jordan River heard about what had happened. These were the kings of the Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and the Jebusites, who all lived in the hill country in the western foothills, all along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea, as far as north as the Lebanon Mountains. These kings combined their armies to fight as one against Joshua and Israelites. Remember that word, ites, means people group. Verse 3. When the people of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they resorted to deception to save themselves. They sent ambassadors to Joshua, loading their donkeys with weathered saddlebags and old parched wineskins. They put, they put on worn-out patched sandals and ragged clothes, and the bread they took with them was dry and moldy. And when they arrived at the camp of Israel at Gilgal, they told Joshua and the men of Israel, We have come from a distant land to ask that you make a peace treaty with us. The Israelites replied to these Hivites, How do we know that you don't live nearby? For if you do, we cannot make a treaty with you. They replied, We are your servants. But who are you? Joshua demanded. And where did you come from? Your servants have come from a vast, distant country. You have heard, uh, when we have heard of the might of the Lord your God and all he has done in Egypt, we have also heard of what he did to the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, King Sihon of Heshbon and King Og of Bashan, who lives in Ashtaroth. So our elders and all the people instructed us, take supplies for a long journey. Go and meet with the people of Israel and tell them, we are your servants. Please make a treaty with us. So the Israelites looked around and said, this bread was hot when the ovens, when we left our homes. But now, as you can see, it's dry and moldy. These wineskins were new when we filled them, but now they're old and split open. Our clothing and our sandals are worn out from a very long journey. So the Israelites examined their food, but they did not consult with the Lord. Then Joshua made a peace treaty with them and guaranteed their safety. And the leaders of the community ratified their agreement with a binding oath. So pause. So these bad people are doing a bad thing because it's in their own self-interest. Their brokenness is causing them to create brokenness in this situation. Now, when Joshua and them looked at this, they were deceived. And the Bible doesn't say that there was a problem that they were deceived. They didn't know. The problem was what they did with it. That instead of going to the Lord, they trusted their own judgment. And they, there was a question here, but they didn't take it to the Lord. And because of that, they made a serious error. Now look what happens. Verse 16, three days after making this treaty, they learned that these people actually live nearby. The Israelites set out at once to investigate and reached the towns in three days. The names of these two towns were Gibeon, Kephara, Beroth, and Kiriath-Jerim. But the Israelites did not attack the towns, for the Israelite leaders had made a vow to them in the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. By the way, every time you see L-O-R-D in all caps, it's the holy covenant name of God, Yahweh. The people of Israel grumbled against their leaders because of the treaty. But the leaders replied, Since we have sworn an oath in the presence of the Lord, Yahweh, the God of Israel, we cannot touch them. This is what we must do. We must let them live, for divine anger would come upon us if we broke our oath. Let them live. So they made them woodcutters and water carriers for the entire community, as the Israelite leaders directed. Joshua called together the Gibeonites and said, Why did you lie to us? 
Why did you say that you live in a distant land when you live right here among us? May you be cursed. From now on, you will always be servants or woodcutters and water carriers for the house of my God. They replied, We did this because your servants were clearly told that the Lord your God commanded his servant Moses to give you this entire land and to destroy all the people living in it. So we feared greatly for our lives because of you. That is why we have done this. Now, we are at your mercy. Do to us whatever you think is right. So Joshua did not allow the people of Israel to kill them. But that day he made the Gibeonites the woodcutters and the water carriers for the community of Israel and for the Lord uh, and the altar of the Lord. Wherever the Lord would choose to build it, that is what they do to this day. And so as you can see, what happened is these people who were worried and afraid, they reached out and did a bad thing. And because Joshua did not consult the Lord, he made a bad decision. And because of that, the enemy got an open door into their life. The reason why God wanted all these people gone is because their continual paganistic worship was going to entice and separate and draw God's people away from them. And that's why God said, make no treaties with these people. Keep them away from you. Because when you allow hurting people who hurt people to stay in your life, they're going to do what is natural to them. They're going to continue to hurt people. And because they did this, it does create a lot of problem for them in the future. As a matter of fact, you fast forward all the way until the time when David is king. Saul, the one before him, he actually killed some of the servants of the Gibeonites, and it caused the anger of the Lord to come upon them. So even five, six, seven hundred years later, God still says you cannot destroy them because you made a treaty. So what lesson can we learn today? Let's look at the Gibeonites and let's give them a little bit of understanding. Hurting people hurt people. So they were afraid, so they deceived because they were afraid. They did a bad thing because of something in their life. And because of that, the nation of Israel didn't consult the Lord. They went ahead and did it, and they had to suffer the consequences. In our life, bad people are going to do bad things for bad reasons. It's also important to realize that sometimes hurting people are going to hurt people. And we're going to have a choice. We can either strike out against them, or if we're unsure if it's a bad person doing a bad thing or a hurting person doing a hurt thing, we should take it before the Lord. God, how do you want me to handle this difficult person in my life? Do I need to set up a boundary and not let them have access beyond this because they're so broken? They don't really mean good for me. They want to destroy me. Or is something different happening? In all of our life and in all of our relationships, when we're not sure, we should always take it to the Lord. Because it might be somebody from a distant land who doesn't mean bad. We just don't know them yet. Or it could be a hurting person who is hurting us because of a broken place in them. So when we don't know, always take it before the Lord. Because if we're not careful, we can end up creating a long-term relationship out of someone who has no business being in our life. Let's pray together today. God, thank you so much. Lord, that life is complicated. Life is complex. It's hard to know what to do and who to trust. That's why we must always lean closer to you in great moments, sometimes most of all. God, when it's difficult, it's easy to stay close to you. It's when we're experiencing success and everybody wants to come around that we need to lean toward you even more because we don't know the way to go. So instead, we trust you. I pray you'll keep us close. Give us wisdom. Help us create healthy boundaries. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My prayer for you is that when you get to the end of your journey, you will say like Joshua did at the end of his, not a single one of all the good promises that the Lord had given 
were left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. So get ready to end our time together. We're going to take a few moments. We're going to reflect on God's word, what our next steps are, and I will see you tomorrow for Joshua chapter 10. Mm-hmm.